welcome back to episode 125 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, podcast dedicated to all things Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for the final game week preview of the 22-23 season, going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of game week 38. Now, as seems to be the case pretty much every week this year, the current or previous game week is still going on. Uh, we've got one more game left to play tonight between United and Chelsea. Pretty good game week for me in my leagues. There are a decent number of points to go around. Great success with last week's hidden gem picks. A great success! The narrative threat for Rice's final home game saw him pull in nine points. Uh, Colwell got two assists to bag 12 for the double. Awani scored again for a six-pointer and Evan Ferguson got 14 points across the double. And in my own main league, I had three out of those four, so pretty good week for me. And I've still got De Gea and Bruno tonight. And because there is just the final afternoon of fixtures on Sunday, uh, I'm going to put most of this just into one long rambling section uh, because it's pretty much a free hit this week. You can pretty much take it however you want to. I'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. And for those of you chasing down particular spots in your league, there are definitely some good fixtures coming up to uh, allow you to make some moves. So I'm recording this episode on Thursday the 25th of May. So any team news, injury developments or press conference info are up to date as of then. And of course, subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include... Kieran Tierney, Granite Xhaka, Kelechi Iheanacho, and a few more. So let's get into it. So the final waiver watch for the season, the players you were bringing in were Rafael Varane, uh, Undav, Jones, Awani, Sterling, McNeil and Colwell. So some decent success there amongst you all. And the players making way were pretty much all of the injured or suspended players. So you had uh, Tony out, March, Webster, Murphy, Chilwell and Zinchenko were all making way. So game week 38, historically a hard game week to predict. The games that have absolutely nothing riding on them other than pride mixed in with some huge survival clashes. There's a reasonable chance, depending on the United result later, that the only really meaningful games left are those relegation battles at the bottom involving Everton, Leicester and Leeds. Plus there's a slight sniff of jeopardy between 7th to 9th for the Mickey Mouse European qualification slot. Now depending on your league uh, setups, there may or may not be much riding on your draft performance this week except Pride. Those in head-to-head leagues, this is really the week to study your opponent's team if three points are needed without any worry at all about dropping your big names. For those in classic scoring leagues, it really comes into its own at the end of the season because there is more scope to make dramatic moves up and down the league table. For those looking for a high risk, high reward setup, you can't beat stacking up on four, five or even six defenders plus the goalkeeper from the same team, gambling on a clean sheet and a solid base of nearly 40 points. With the obvious caveat that if one goal goes in, you'll be grabbing your jacket and heading home early. On the other side, you can look around at players who have a goal in them Um, who have underperformed, who are just generally out of form. We know that there'll be likely more goals this week than an average game week. And so that means returns from the names we generally haven't talked about much. The underrated tactic here, though, is just to keep your head, trust the majority of the players that have brought you this far and let them put in a decent performance for you. 
Now, having 11 starters will be a differential for you this week. Gaming 38 11s are notoriously hard to predict. The narrative threads weave a dense canvas around the grounds with players making final appearances, youngsters getting a trial run out before pre-season, and fringe players just generally being given a go with little riding on the results. For example, it's no surprise to me that the likely departing Alexis McAllister hasn't started two of the last three, while Inquisio and Buonanotti have been given more minutes. City are another interesting one with some of their fringe players like Rico Lewis entering the scene again as they look to rest up ahead of a couple of big cup finals. Anyway, let's get into some of the player picks. We always love a goalkeeper to pull out the hat. And this week it comes with one of the best defences around Newcastle. Nick Pope has had surgery on his left hand. Now that they've confirmed Champions League, they've done the sensible thing, got him sorted out so he can be well recovered come the start of next season, which obviously opens the door for number two Dubravka to come in and have another game. And generally, I think Arsenal against Wolves is the most likely chance for a mauling. And I think the Arsenal defence are a very good option. Now, if we start with Tierney, the uh, expected narrative stat here is, is very high. Sounds more or less assured that this will be his last appearance for Arsenal, a player that always seems to have been well-liked by the supporters there, but just couldn't really become the reliable marauding left-back that they needed. Now, at home to Wolves, still one of the best defensive fixtures to aim for with a probability around 42%, plus his final opportunity to register a return or two for the Gunners. So a very good option this week. Elsewhere, you're unlikely to find much in the way of a pile beside Kiryor. Um, if you want an Arsenal defender, another worthy pickup, especially if you already have one or two other Arsenal defenders and you want to put all your chips on red. Now, the bookies' favourites for a clean sheet this week come to Everton. Now, it seems a bit of a bold choice, even though it is Bournemouth at home. The pressure on Everton, though, is immense. They're currently sat two points above the drop with worse goal difference than Leeds. So to guarantee safety, they have to win, though a draw or loss could keep them up, depending on how the other two go. The one thing you have to give Everton credit for is they do have a decent amount of experience at the back. Look no further than the likely centre-back pairing of Tarkovsky and Yeri Mina. Mina obviously scrambling in an equaliser in the 99th minute last weekend. Either of them would be great options. The clean sheet odds after those two are all pretty similar between United at home to Fulham, Palace at home to Forest and Liverpool away to Southampton. Palace are therefore going to represent the best opportunity for pickups off the waivers uh, and you could probably assemble two or three of them if you really wanted to stack up. Into midfield and there's Granite Xhaka. What a weird career Xhaka has had in an Arsenal shirt from hero to villain and back again. His consistency and discipline this season though has been a massive brick in the Arsenal wall. Just four yellow cards in the league this year, having received 10 in three of the last four campaigns. Also 12 attacking returns, 13 if you go by FPL numbers, is the most he's ever got in an Arsenal shirt. The expected narrative thread here is like one of those choose-your-own-adventure books you read as a kid. One wrong turn and you've got two yellows in five minutes for an early applause and an early bath. On the flip side, some paths could lead to a screamer from 30 yards. A very fun draft FPL player to own on Sunday and definitely a keeper if you've already got him. The slightly safer and maybe more sensible pick here is Leandro Trossard. Ownership is generally high. Uh, but Trossard is one of my hot tips for a very big week. Already on eight goals and 11 assists this year. Uh, and I can see him having a, possibly a similar one to that hat-trick of assists um, game he got against Fulham in game week 27. 
This will be the first game Arsenal play having had second place cemented and I think Wolves could provide the perfect punching bag to relieve some tension and ultimately let them have a good result and reflect on a good season despite utterly, utterly bottling it. Then back to Everton, we're still awaiting news on Calvert-Lewin's injury but the signs don't look too good. You wonder if they'll risk throwing him in there and just hoping for at least, you know, 45 minutes, half an hour out of him or if they'll look to introduce him from the bench. Either way, I'd be looking elsewhere at the likes of McNeil, Wobie, Damari Gray. Gray would probably be the most likely benefactor if Calvert-Lewin is out. I can't see them entering that must-win game with Neil Mopay up top. Still, with choice of all of them, I'd take McNeil first, uh, then Iwobi, then Gray. Abdullah Decore is the other name to throw into the mix as well, but his performances have been much more inconsistent. But if you're going to try and cover a head-to-head matchup with an opponent, he could have some value for you. The other attack I like this weekend, coming from a Spurs fan, is Leeds. Um, I think it could be a great fixture for them. Obviously, the scenario for Leeds is that they have to win. Spurs are finishing with a whimper, and you know that if you crank up the intensity, they're just going to drop back and let you come onto them. There are big question marks over the fitness of Bamford and Rodrigo, but if they're anywhere above 50%, I'm sure they will feature. Elsewhere, Harrison and Nonto have been favoured by Allardyce so far and could be safer options. Now, this is Draft FPL, so we love some uninspiring striker options. Um, I'm going to start with the king of them, and that is uh, Veghorst for United. I reckon they'll probably rest Martial ahead of the FA Cup final as it only takes one tackle and he's done until Christmas. I would expect uh, Veghurst to probably leave United in the summer. So they've still got that home game tonight against Chelsea, which obviously could feature for. But I don't think he's going to want to finish this season with zero Premier League goals. And it is a shout for you. Slightly more sensible is Eduard for Palace. Most of the Ezers, Elise's, Ayus will have all been picked up already by switched on managers. He does allow you a way into the Palace attack with Zaha injured. Uh, I can't really see uh, Roy Hodgson changing it up too much. He'll just want to get the win in the bag and I'm sure he'll start again as he did last week. And then moving away from the uninspiring picks, one of my personal favourites and friend of the pod, we have Kelechi Iheanacho. Now Leicester have given us some inspiring Premier League moments over the last decade. Can they produce another one? It's obviously out of their hands. They come up against West Ham who themselves still have the Europa Conference League final before the season finishes. I don't think we'll see the changes um, to West Ham like we did before the semi-final, as they don't play in the final until the 7th of June, so there's plenty of time to rest and prepare. But I still back Leicester to get a result in that game, with the likes of Madison, Barnes, Tielemans, Vardy, Iheanacho. They're obviously not going to keep a clean sheet, so they'll have to outscore West Ham, uh, and that makes the likes of Iheanacho hot property in my opinion, for the final game week. Elsewhere, the games between Villa and Brighton, um, Chelsea and Newcastle, you can take your pick really. Hard 11s to predict and games that could end 0-0, 4-4, anywhere in between. It's hard to pick any standouts, but if you've got any of the gems there, you're probably going to hang on to them. The hidden gems have just been mixed in amongst those we've been chatting about. In terms of a most hidden gem pick for game week 16, there are a few wildcard options. You can go for Yerry Mina. I was shocked actually to see him in there. He's probably the most sensible bet. Uh, Ilanga for United could get a run out. Uh, Loftus-Cheek for Chelsea will probably play. And then there's also Reese Nelson for Arsenal, who's getting a bit of hype this week. All of them in most hidden gem territory. 
all could be a bit of fun for the final game week. So that's it for this episode. The deadline is at the very sociable time of 3pm on Saturday the 27th ahead of the usual all fixtures are playing at the same time kicking off at 4.30 on Sunday. Now I've mentioned on a couple of recent pods that there have been some big changes going on in the background to draftfc.co.uk and to all the stuff that the uh, signed up members will be able to see. All those dashboards have been changed and updated and if you're listening to this on Saturday I'm hopeful that by then you'll be able to see all of the new features so that we can actually give it a bit of a test run before the season finishes which means you should be able to see um, the new waiver planner really good table in there now including expected points the bookies percentage odds and just a lot easier to navigate than the current table is once the game week then kicks off the um, the live game week table will come into its own that has been completely overhauled and you'll obviously be able to see in real time how the league is looking and also Each individual team in the league has got a pitch view which lets you really easily glance around the league and see how everyone's doing and how everyone's lined up. If this is your first time listening to the pod, um, probably a bit late now for this season, but definitely hit the subscribe or follow button so that you don't miss out on any of the future content. Um, I think last year I didn't end up doing a season review, but I'll definitely get around to, uh, to doing one over the next couple of weeks. Lots of content lined up for the summer and then obviously time will soon fly around and it will be the 23-24 season and all of that all-important draft day preparation. Of course, as I just alluded to, if you're not signed up at draftfc.co.uk, still a very good opportunity and a good time to do so. If you do just sign up, then obviously you won't really know that everything's looking shiny and new. You'll just appreciate it as it is. One big reason to sign up now, though, if you haven't already, is the draft history feature, which will allow you to save all of the data that is uh, presented to you in draftfc.co.uk's dashboards, and that will be saved forever. So from next season, when the game ticks over and rolls into the new league, you'll still be able to have a look back and pull out all the numbers and all the data, um, graphs, figures, performances, week to week uh, from last year. And then moving forward, obviously, you'll be able to collect those and look back on your full draft history. If you don't sign up before the game ticks over into next season, then that data is gone forever and you won't be able to get it if you sign up after that. So make sure you don't miss that. So best of luck ahead of the final week. If you're sweating over certain decisions, 50-50 calls, um, I'm more than happy to discuss things in the DMs on Twitter at draft underscore FC. Even if you haven't got anything to uh, to ask about, I'd be more than delighted to hear about your successes this season. If you've won your league already or if you're looking to win it or if you ultimately pip someone to the post on Sunday, please give a message and I'll make sure to give out some, some big shout outs on the upcoming podcasts. So best of luck and for the last time this season, stay shook. <laughs>